The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so this episode is the second in a multi-part series that we're doing about what we actually mean when we say, live your love story, because that's our motto, live your love story, but What are we thinking when we say that? So in this episode, we're going to give another answer to that question head on. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life and world a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. Welcome Welcome to to our podcast. podcast. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to this episode. This is the second part of a three-part series on what we mean when we say live your love story. Okay. Because how does that relate to real life? How does it relate to, to real life? Well, I will say that living my love story, you know what I did recently that that exemplified living my love story? What? <laughs> oh, I think I might know. <laughs> Self- care people what is going on (laughs) just because you're in quarantine you know just because no one sees you you see you well toast sees me right i'm someone how can i go i okay so i'll tell you let me just tell them really fast i had gone this whole period from march 12th without dyeing my hair without cutting my hair And the last time I did those things was in January. So just the other week in June, June. so January, February, March, April, May, June, yeah, over five months now. (laughs) I was like, this, I, what is going on here? It's a slippery, it's a slippery darn slope. So I said, Toast, you have to help me (laughs) dye my hair. So let's do it. So we prioritized it. Finally. Got it done. Mm-hmm. And then that action, dyeing my hair, I then went, I'm going to just cut it myself. So then I found a YouTube video, cut it myself. And then I was like, I better address these toenails. <laughs> I looked like I looked like oh. a bird in the wild oh my gosh. with those talons, like, like a bird. Like click, a, click. a wild bird. I was like a wild bird. <laughs> ah, ah. 
So I feel nice and fresh. Now you're more domesticated. Taken care of. Yes. Kind of like I can be seen. Up. You know, right, right. I can be seen in in public. Should I need to wear a mask and go out there? Mm-hmm. All right. I just have to say that. Okay. Because <laughs> I know everyone wants to know that. I'm sure other people can relate. Yeah. Right. This people is, can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Crazy times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get back. I know. To I the know. issue as advertised. So in this episode, we're going to focus on the idea that the point is always love. At bottom, the point is always love. Yep. And when thinking about this, here we go. What immediately oh my came to my mind is how I have repeatedly, like hundreds of times, and stubbornly... <laughs> Uh, stuck a stick into the wheels of our relationship here with me and Sienna because here's what would happen. We'd be discussing something. And by discussing, I mean arguing. Well, it started as a discussion. Well, you know. And then when your eyeballs started going to the clock, then here we go. Okay, that's... And here that's, we go. That's the inciting incident is when <laughs> I... You know, I become concerned about... Or you pick up your phone in the middle of the conversation. You pick up your phone to glance at it and put it down. Check the time to see how long we've been been discussing and talking and arguing about the same issue or just going around in circles. And it's like, yes, I understood what you said. But okay, I know you didn't feel like I un- like I understood what you said, but I think I do. And let me repeat it so that you can get an idea of what I think you said. Does this sound familiar to anybody? And then I say to you, you say the thing that sounds rational. And I'm like, okay. So it, those words make it seem like you understand. But energetically, I don't feel it. <laughs> Right. I don't because feel like you understand. It's a tone of voice problem that I have. And there's a tone where yeah, that's happening. I mean. Anyways, come on. People have people Let's who, especially keep going. especially people who are in relationships. Yeah. I've got to know what we're talking about. Yeah. I would think most of them. Um Okay. So, bottom line, I have created fights. I have created fights. I will take responsibility for that. I have created fights between Sienna and I. Why? Because I would fixate on valuing efficiency. So I'd glance at the clock as we're arguing. And, you know, that would make the argument so much worse. (laughs) And um, I, and caveat, I still think we do need to keep efficiency in mind. You know, it's not like we have to throw it completely out. It's part of the balance that we mentioned last episode. But, um, you know, but how much to to allow for efficiency? That's part of loving to discuss that. Right. (laughs) Okay. Let me clarify because I can see. I said, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah that's okay. right. Let me that's clarify. Right. What comes to mind is something that was taught by Stephen Covey. Well, of course. God rest his soul. One of his uh, 
maxims was seek first to understand, then to be understood. And then he would make the point that, hey, you know what, you spend years learning how to read and write and years learning how to speak. But think about listening. I mean, what training does our society give in listening? Zero. Unless you're in the helping professions. Right. Yeah. And everybody, I think, you know, myself included, it's like, well, I assume that I know how to listen because I can hear. I have ears. Mm -hmm. But what he's talking about, I've come to realize, is this visceral kind of deep listening where you allow yourself, you allow your emotions and your heart to be affected yeah, by what you're hearing. It's like I see it as listening with your whole being versus just listening with your ears. Mm. You're listening yeah. with your whole body. Yeah. It, it's probably kind of similar to what they call, I think, in um, theater, the willing suspension of disbelief. Because when you go to a movie or you go to the a play, right, it's like, you know, it's just light on a screen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just these are actors, right? You're watching a movie, but you willingly choose to surrender to the story that's being told and you, you willingly allow yourself to be affected and to feel something. So that that's kind of comes yeah. to my mind when the thing of like, OK, the point is always love. Yeah. To get back to that place of, and it does feel vulnerable. And that's probably why I resist going there sometimes because I don't want to be affected. I want to be, quote, strong. In control. And yeah. in control. Right. In control. Because when you're feel affected. safe and secure that way. Yes. And you don't know how you're going to be affected, mm -hmm. but you're willing to surrender. It can feel scary. Yeah. yeah. You're like, well, I don't know how, yeah. you know, where's this going to go? I don't know how this is going to go. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times what happens is, when one person is talking, instead of really, truly, actively listening with our whole being and being completely engaged, mm -hmm. we're thinking of what we're going to say. Yeah. So. And that's why I think, even though it's kind of ironic because we do this podcast and we talk, 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 talk. But <laughs> I think some of the deepest... Uh, experiences of fulfilling, uh, I don't know if you would even call it communication, but the deepest, most fulfilling experiences of communion with other people is in just in the silence. Mm. Like after exchanging a few words, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, but it's just sitting in the silence of silent affirmation and validation of each other. Instead of filling that time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So what do you, what do you think? What, or what do you have to say about this whole thing of like, the point, oh, the is, point always, is always love. I absolutely agree. And I feel like one of the things that, one expression that I really appreciate is, um, and I don't know who said it. Oh, I think Marianne Williamson. Okay. Love her. Said it. Okay. Um, every action is an expression of love or a cry for it. Mm. I love that. Yes. I, I truly, truly believe that. Yes, and, so do I. And at times when, you know, someone or you have an experience where it's like someone is very unskilled at expressing love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or I've been unskilled mm-hmm. at expressing love or whatever it might be. Going back to this, this statement, mm-hmm. it's, it's been very helpful for me Yeah, to go, okay, yeah, let's just take pause, you know, mm-hmm. because when you see it this way, then you can really um, respond more with compassion and just yes. create room for that, you know, room for the compassion. But it's still about love. Right. And it's also important to note. Do you hear my stomach? I do, but I don't know if the <laughs> mic is picking it up. We'll see. Well, we'll hear. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, your, your stomach has a lot to say. I know. But, okay, Another thing to keep in mind, though, with that idea of every action is, you know, an expression of love or a call for it mm-hmm. or a cry for it. And, of course, that includes people who do some horrible things, mm-hmm. very hurtful things. Like, It's not horrifying. to excuse those things. Exactly. For sure. yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Not. That's what I was going to point out is just to be like, you know, that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. the loving thing is to then be a doormat. Right. For Absolutely people not. who are unskilled at love. Absolutely not at not. all. It, it, it just, it means to take care of your safety mm-hmm. and security mm-hmm. and um, your right to be respected. Mm-hmm. That is acting from love. Yeah. Um, and to remove yourself from being disrespected. But, but, but it's, but why I love this, this, uh, what is it? A quote or whatever it is. Quote idea. Um, why I love this idea is that, yes, you can look at a situation and not excuse anyone's actions, but when you walk away from it, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have yourself in a mode of, um, a victim mentality Mm. by maybe what they did or what they said. Mm -hmm. You can still. Uh, do your own personal work Mm -hmm. to frame it in a way where you can possibly get to the fact that there's a hurt person in them crying out for love. It doesn't mean you have to respond with love for that person in an active way. Right. It doesn't mean you're Jesus Christ and you're going to help them turn their life around and all that. You can walk away and in your um, reflection on that interaction, you can just know that it's a you know, they're crying out for love. Mm-hmm. That's what they may need. And and in that way, you're not holding, you don't need to hold any resentment for whatever happened. You don't have to hold right. any anger for whatever happened. That's the power you of it, You can move to forgiveness, which again, doesn't condone whatever a person did. Right. But you don't have to be there holding it. Yes. You can release it. just takes it. a higher perspective. Yeah. A higher, deeper perspective. Yeah. yeah. And of course, it's not, it's a process. It's not like... You know, you just go, oh, they, they, they were crying out for love, and you're done. It's a it's still you, a process. And you forgive them, and you walk away, and yeah. you live happily. And then ever you're after. happy. No, nope. right. yeah, no, yeah. I'm so, <laughs> it's thank, a process. Thank you so much for saying that because I think that's <laughs> it's it's that's totally... super helpful, and I love that it validates our actual experience, and it it um it assures us that just because we keep um, struggling with the same things, maybe or the same. Yeah. difficult relationships or whatever that doesn't mean like you're a failure or doing it mm-hmm. wrong it's like right. no that that's how life is sometimes you know right that's and just how it is yeah and like for me there's this person that I felt so hurt by something that she did and 
I did all my processing. Um, and it took a while to even get to the point of really, really being able to feel and sense like she's really crying out for love, like to, to really feel it in myself. When you say a while, what do you do? weeks, months? Oh, months. Okay. For me, it was months. Okay. Um, I felt I was really hurt by something that they did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I could frame it in a way that felt very efficient <laughs> in a in a wonderfully efficient way for me. It took months though, toast. It took months. Um and <laughs> yet three years later I found myself I found that stuff coming up again. Mm-hmm. And I went, God, I thought I dealt with this. Mm-hmm. And the thing is I did. But now I'm at another level to deal with it at a at a different level. Mm. So I think that you know, life's interesting that way where one situation can have so many different lessons to it and so yeah. many different layers to it. Yeah. And they're, they don't reveal itself. Those layers don't reveal themselves until you're ready to deal with it. Mm. You know, so sometimes it's like when things happen, you're like, oh my God, I cannot deal with this. But I, I do strongly believe that you can. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be shown something unless you're ready to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in this situation with this person, um, three years ago or, or whenever it was, it's like, I could only see a certain, um, layer of it. You know, I wasn't privy to seeing all the layers of it okay. until many years later. Okay. And then it was like, hey, why is this coming up again? And I'm like, oh. And then when I, you know, zoom out and look at my ho- whole life and where this situation sits, it's like, oh, totally ready to deal with more of this thing. Wow. You know, and I think, and I think that's really important. But we'll talk more about that actually next week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the journey you described there, it really does dovetail with the idea of yeah, life as a journey, as yeah. you move along the path. Your perspective is going to change. You're mm-hmm. going to be in a different place, mm-hmm. like literally. So you will have a different vantage point yeah. on on things. Okay. So we're, we're, let's wrap it up. Okay. Going to wrap it up. <laughs> so again, this is part of a series on what we mean when we say live your love story, right? That's our motto. And this episode is zeroing in on one of the things we mean is that the point is always love. So we wanted to end with a quote that I found attributed to Viktor Frankl. And the quote is, love is the only way to grasp another human being, to see the essential traits and features, the potential in them, which is not yet actualized, but ought to be actualized. By his love, the loving person enables the beloved person to actualize these potentialities. I love that. I love that so much. That man, Victor I love Frankl. that. I know. Talk about Ooh, like man. being able to keep yeah. love at the top. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have a question or issue you'd like us to address in a future episode, feel free to email us at info at cnntoast.com. Or you can also visit us and contact us through our website at cnntoast.com. And until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast. Inviting you, as always, to live your love story.
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.